Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, good morning, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. We are Pets Health is our business, and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, Neely Piazza is back this week. We missed you last week. Where were you? Busy? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I know, because you're so busy. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting all these different degrees, and uh, you got lots going on, but that's cool. That's cool. But uh, we're so glad you're back because we have some questions for you today. All right. Would you have answers, you think? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I always, uh, you, you have an answer. I know you do. Um, now, I know <laughs> that you are a, a member in Dr. Thomas Cowan's group. And Thomas Cowan, if you guys yeah. have not heard of Dr. Thomas Cowan, we would love for you to take a look at his work, C-O-W-A-N. What's the group you're involved in with him? I just subscribe. I just am uh, um, subscribed to his subscribe star page. So they have um, uh, community Zooms and, you know, trying to connect like-minded people and things like that. And he, since he's moved to basically upstate New York um, on property and he retired from, um, medical practice and, uh, he's getting more and more into, um, animal stuff. He has these cats that he's just like head over heels for. It's pretty funny. And then he has some chickens and, and some sheep and things like that. But so every once in a while they touch on, um, you know, appropriate animal, animal feeding and that kind of thing. And then one of his, He's got, um, you know, employees all over the country, and one of them is in Idaho, and she's very much into farming and has several animals and all that, and she's just gotten some puppies, and we were talking about today, it actually turned into raw dog food, so that was kind of cool, um, but he's... Uh, uh, part of the uh, viral challenge and, um, you know, trying to knock some sense into people by making them actually logically think about this whole contagion myth, which is the name of one of his books, by the way, and all this other nonsense about how diseases spread and or not spread and um how viruses and bacteria work and that, that type of thing. So, um, that's kind of at the cutting, cutting edge, so to speak. Um, I won't say of science, but of common sense. I have his book cancer and the new biology of water. I have. That yeah. Book. He's, he's got several books out and, um, throughout the years and he's like, uh, a board member on Weston A. Price found it and um you know he's pretty tight with sally fallon and 
Andrew Kaufman and uh, Stefan Lanka and kind of that whole that whole group. But anyway, he's got a lot of really good information. He makes a lot of sense. He kind of some he makes things really simple. Sometimes it's if if you're I don't know. Sometimes it seems too simple, but um, I've always kind of questioned a lot of that stuff anyway and you know he has kind of as well and looked into it and you know looked at the studies and that type of thing so there's a lot of evidence there so it's just a matter of letting go of the dogma and thinking about things critically and logically and um stepping back from what's been shoved down our throat all these years that really doesn't make sense if you think about it so So, he's great i love him yeah he is good i think one of the easiest things to talk about because a lot of his stuff is not super easy but um one of the easiest things to talk about is what he says about symptoms so let's take for example you know we all get sick uh so and i you know what neely that word sick is used so much and i don't know if i like that word because when a dog has diarrhea or when it vomits a couple of times it doesn't necessarily mean it's sick it just means it's getting something out of the body right but here's where i want to go with this when a pet parent thinks a dog is sick and they see symptoms like fever diarrhea um, maybe even pus in a sore that is something that Dr. Thomas Cowan talks about as a good thing. So can you explain it from that perspective of what our misconception is there? Yeah. So the body is, the body always has the capacity to heal itself if we stay out of its way. So um, we've been conditioned to think that a collection of symptoms is an illness or a disease or whatever you want to call it and it's not symptoms are is the is the healing process any kind of symptom is is the outward projection of the body healing whatever's going on so a fever you don't ever and you don't ever want to stop or suppress a symptom because you just drive whatever the root cause of that is deeper into the body and it'll come out later in usually um a deeper, more dangerous form. So, you know, you don't ever want to suppress a fever. You don't ever want to um, suppress the elimination of toxins. You don't, you don't ever want to suppress anything like that. You support the body in, in that effort to expel whatever it's trying to do. So basically an easy way to talk about a fever is um, the body raises. So your, your cells are, yeah, your your body is basically water, right? And and this is in general, dogs are the same way. Your your body is basically made up of water, and cells are like just a a different form of water. So there, it's like a gel. So the fourth form of water, if you want to um, look into um, what is it, uh, Victor? Um, I. I can't remember Schauberger. Is that right? Um, anyway, I can't remember the right name. That's close to that, but I, I think that's not quite right. But anyway, the higher temperature will dissolve the, the gel and let the 
let all the let the toxic stuff get kicked out and so that it can go through the process of elimination and then when the fever subsides the gel reforms and then you have a clean cell basically that's the easiest way to describe that and you know diarrhea i always say why would you want to plug that up for some reason that needs to come out so you want whatever the body's trying to get out let it out don't don't keep it in there's a reason that um there's a reason that it's trying to eliminate that same as same with uh vomiting but there you know there's so many different unrelated reasons for vomiting that you know food's too cold or they had too big of a gulp or um you know they ate too fast or um you know all, all kinds of different scenarios for that um you have them on too strict of a schedule and you're 10 minutes late feeding and their physiology is ready for it so they get the so-called hunger pukes which you know that's a lot of that is just because you have them on too strict of a uh, daily schedule you know feed it exactly the same time every day or something like that which is not a good, good idea um or there's too much fat or you know depends on kind of depends on what the situation is going on with that particular dog as to what that might be and what's actually coming out and what form it's coming out in and that kind of thing but it, it's not you know, I'm not going to say that those things are normal, but in a sense they are because it's it's the body trying to re-equilibrate something that's a little bit off. But that's not a sickness. Check out Dr. Cowan. He's got all that stuff. But let's see. The fourth phase of water um, and cells, gels, and the engines of life. And that is Gerald Polak. Polak. P-O-L-L-A-C-K. All right. So... What do you have to say to pet parents um, to help them out with their dog, to keep them healthy if the dog has diarrhea? Okay, because most people, what they want to do is they want to run get metronidazole and give that to the Well, the most sensible thing to do is don't feed them. And then, and that's kind of the first thing people do is they put food in front of them. It's like, why are you? doing that when their stomach is obviously discombobulated in one way or another why are you trying to make them eat food and then freak out because they're not hungry if you've if you've got diarrhea or if you've got an upset stomach are you hungry no i mean that's just silly so uh don't feed them skip at least one meal usually um well depending on if you feed once or twice i guess yeah let's go with days yeah so let me ask you this because you feed once a day for at least 12 hours okay um and most le- and 24 is better generally and just kind of let everything settle down a little bit and you know you can do introduce like um bone broth or a raw egg or something like that that's going to be super easy and gentle um most dogs will do good with tripe but again you know at least do a full 12 hours with nothing but water and let everything and then when you start reintroducing reintroduce something very uh gentle and easy to absorb so okay now um what if you have a dog that has fever what is the fever doing oh just like what i said earlier it's the it's melting the the gel so that the toxins can get out okay so is there a time frame 
that you would say, all right, now go to to the vet or this is really getting serious or uh, we need to do something different where you would say, all right, now you've got to let, I know what you're going to say, but where you would say, let's, let's let traditional medicine come in because a lot of people don't want to wait and they get, well, you have to go with your own comfort level. I mean, people have to do go there, what they're comfortable with. Personally, I never go to the vet period. Right. I just, I just don't now, you know, if there's, at some point in time, there might be some situation where I'm like, oh, crap, I guess I need to go somewhere. But, you know, it, it hasn't happened yet. And, um, you know, I just but I have I I know what I feed my dogs. I know that I don't what toxins they are not exposed to. Um, you know, I I have faith in that I'm providing what their bodies need to keep everything on an even keel and that if there's something out of the ordinary going on, that they're going to work their way through it. I mean, and I also know the horrific side effects and things that happen down the road when you do give, you know, antibiotics of any kind or any kind of suppressive um uh, pharmaceuticals like that. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I won't do it. All right. But, so the, you know, the, that's me. Right, right, right. Um, so the basic principle is this. When you see fever, when you see vomiting, when you see diarrhea, um, this is the body's way of expelling that which should not be there or that which right. is causing issues. So if you come in and you stop the body from doing what it's supposed to do, then we do not get rid of that which needs to be gotten rid of. Did I say that well? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good way to say it. I mean, I mean, and then and then a lot of people say you just push the disease or whatever's going on down further. You stop the process mm-hmm. and then it becomes like uh, bigger next time. Yep. Yep. It'll go deeper. It's like, it's like all the, the hot spots and skin issues and quote unquote allergy issues that people have. Well, okay. So you suppress the symptoms coming out of the skin instead of fixing the core issue, which is toxin exposure in some way or another. Uh, um, and this messed up immune system from again, toxic exposure, vaccines, etc. Um, so you suppress that, and so the body's like, well, crap, that's the easiest route out. I can't do it that way. So it drives that disease deeper, and a year or two later, you end up with um, um, some, you know, some sort of organ failure or, you know, something along those lines, something much more serious than if you had um, not allopathically treated and suppressed the skin and actually fixed what was causing in the first place in cancer. I mean, yeah, you can go out and surgically remove a tumor, but what made it grow in the first place? If you don't fix that, you've not done anything. All right. But there is the issue of dehydration and dehydration is not going to be a good thing. So if we have a dog that is vomiting and we have a dog that is pooping 
We have to hydrate them. And sometimes we can't do that without medical intervention. Well, but, you know, that's basically just fluids. Right, right. But it's extremely important, don't you think, to keep a dog hydrated? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, um, projectile liquid diarrhea is not very common. And, you know, if it persists for days, then, yeah, that's going to be an issue. If it happens a couple times, it's not an issue unless it's on your carpet. But that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> that's so, just a convenience thing. Yeah. And, you know, dogs having runny poop or loose poop or something like that. I, I, I don't consider that an issue. It's like, oh, look at that. I mean, when I go pick up my yard, I have, five, I have four dogs. And, you know, I, I, all poop looks different. And, and, you know, some days there'll be um, a little clump that looks like a cow patty. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder who did that. You know, but everybody's fine. It's not it's not anything to get excited about. Right. So we kind of want to move you away from getting really worried about these natural occurrences. It's just like in people. You know, um, I think it's I think it's subsiding somewhat, but remember right after Flovid, where um everyone, if you walked in someplace and you coughed or you sneezed, everyone looked at you like you were an alien and it's like, look, this is a natural body function, peeps. We yeah. were all sneezing and coughing prior to this nonsense. Right. We want to, you know, help you understand that this is a natural occurrence and you're going to get summer colds. You're going to get uh, coming up. We're going to have influenza. We're going to have all sorts of stuff. If we don't let it get in our heads and freak us out and we do the things to keep it's, ourselves healthy. Yeah. It's just, it's just, um, well, Dr. Kaufman talks about it like, um, it's like a, a um, periodical air filter change, you know, you get you can't help but collect toxic material in, into your body. Your dogs either and dogs way more so than people because they're so much lower to the ground. They're exposed to much more toxic stuff than we are. And people are exposed to all kinds of stuff. So, y- you know, you're going to have a. um regardless of how clean you try to be you're still your body's still going to be end up flushing stuff out one way or another and that's what you would call a cold or flu or whatever and typically the difference between a cold and flu is just the severity so it's just like a annual or whatever periodical um cleansing you know mucus collects all this stuff and expels it and you know you go through that cleansing period and then start over again that's, that's all it is you know it's the end of the world if if my dog is coughing or you know if he has a a fever or you know this out of the other it's the end of the world oh my god oh my god they're not allowed to be sick and it's you got it at the very least give the body a chance to heal itself and support it in that and you know get over this whole um fear of oh germs are bad bacteria is bad viruses are real get over all that stuff because it's all nonsense well for those people who haven't reached that conclusion yet uh because that does <laughs> that does take some time to get your mind around that i mean we we i don't need to think we've scratched the surface of helping people get 
past thinking I've got to do this injection. I've got to do that injection. I've got to do, you know, in their pets, right. Mm -hmm. Or I've got to give that pill or that pill or that pill. But, Mm -hmm. um, I, I really would like for our pet parents before you inject anything into your dog, ask to see the MSDS sheet, ask to see the ingredients, ask your vet, what is in this and what specifically do each one of these ingredients do? And if they poo poo you and they push you away, maybe you want to take a step back and don't do it right then. Well, go in, go in prepared because they're, they don't know, you know, they'll tell you, Oh, it's a, though you want an, uh, an antigen. You start looking into what's really in vaccines and what the truth about that's, stuff is and what the real history is not what they tell us the history is and it's still available you can still find it um you know i'll be kind of kind of surprised at what you find but surprised i was horrified. Have never been proven to be, yeah they've never been they've never been proven effective they've never and they've certainly never been proven safe there's been no safety studies dr thomas paul thomas he's a pediatrician in i think he's in oregon and um I think Dr. Hooker helped him with this. Um, they did a, a, a compilation study of just, just kids that were born into Dr. Thomas's practice. And he had, you know, he had a pool of vaccinated kids at varying degrees and totally unvaccinated kids. And they just compared certain, you know, they looked at the occurrence of visits for allergies, for colds, for ear infections, for um, those types of symptoms, we'll say. And, uh, you know, it's incredibly clear that vaccinated kids are way, way, way sicker than unvaccinated kids. I mean, there's no, there's no question about it. And that's, that's recent. And that's using kids that were just kids that were born into his practice that he had full, you know, not even kids that came in, you know, at two or three or whatever. So that's something to look at. And then dissolving illusions with Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, that's something to look at. It shows the historical data about, you know, people say, well, what about polio? What about smallpox? Yeah, well, if you say that, that just tells me you haven't bothered to look into any any of the facts about any of that. Because polio was basically at zero before the vaccine was introduced. And then it spiked after it was introduced. And... um. They also, at the point that it was introduced, they changed the diagnostic criteria. So it was all a redefinition of what polio is. Wait that a minute. It disappear. Sounds Didn't like what's think. happening today. Redefining. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And Pasteur, you know, they released Pasteur's lab notes back in the early 90s. His son-in-law or grandson-in-law or something like that. I don't know. One of his uh, descendants was like, this is ridiculous. And he said in there that all of his proof about the rabies vaccine and, you know, um, how contagion was passed and all that was was a total lie. You know, he would vaccinate um, some animals and not vaccinate other animals, but he would poison the unvaccinated animals so that they would die. Wait, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Right. It's the same. It's the same stuff. But nobody, you know, you have to 
you have to look into that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you don't believe me, look it up, you know, well, don't use Google because Google won't tell you, but um, look into it because all the stuff they're telling you about contagion and disease and death rates and all that stuff it is is all made up flawed quote-unquote science right and what we know is that in the dog world it is the same as in the people world so when you start connecting the people dots you look at your animal and you think omg what have i done what have i done yeah and people that are that get freaked out about, you know, oh my God, is raw safe? Or, oh my gosh, it's got bacteria in it. Or, oh my gosh, it's, you know, this, that, or the other. And there, it, it just blows my mind that people are so timid and frightened and terrified of feeding an animal real food. And yet they have no qualms about feeding the garbage and the synthetic um, industrial waste that is kibble and the toxic um you know all the all the toxic elements that are in vaccines not to mention they don't work they're not effective they're not safe but you know not not to beat a dead horse and and (laughs) they don't think twice about giving some sort of a pharmaceutical that or that's a proven neurotoxin or you know let's get rid of fleas and ticks by giving this monthly pill that causes seizures and think about it how is a pill a repellent a flea and tick repellent it's not it's not it makes the bloodstream toxic so that when the fleas and ticks do bite the dog it kills the insect so tell me how is that not toxic to your dog i like that description it makes the blood toxic it does. And most of the, a lot of the flea tick products are neurotoxins and, you know, same with, same with uh, heartworm. I mean, heartworm is not, you know, it's not this big, bad killer disease. It, the vessels scare the holy, you know, what out of you by showing you that model with the heart, with all the spaghetti worms in it. And, you know, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It can, but, you know, these are like, street dogs living on cigarette butts and trash this is not you know that that can't get away from the from the the only way it's it's transmitted is through the mosquito and only at certain times of the year and you know the environmental effects have to be so exact for it to for it to happen and if your dog system you know has if your dog has a good functioning um, detox system, even if, even if they get the microfilaria transmitted, the body's going to take care of it. And, you know, a certain amount of parasites in the body is, is a symbiotic normal thing. It's not, you don't want, you hundred percent do not want a sterile internal environment. You'll die. Period. You'll die. Well, I'm, I mean, again, it's, it, it, you're so right about the raw food, right? And even if the raw food, so, you know, people always ask the question, how long can it stay thawed in the, in the refrigerator? <laughs> you know, what I want to say is until you can't stand the smell anymore, but I don't say yeah, that. Right. <laughs> don't, you know? um, but no, I mean, look, five days is perfectly fine. We probably oh, put two or three weeks is perfectly fine. Oh, you, you can't say that, but I can. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you're right. What we do and what we can advise is, is, is different. I mean, we, we're walking on a far different edge than, you know, most raw feeders. And you look at the advent of HPP and fresh pet that has carrageenan and that can stay in your refrigerator in a package for three months unfrozen. There's a reason. Because it has tons of preservatives. It has, yeah, exactly. How is that? How is that okay? And you know, people are more comfortable with that than with real food. That it makes no sense. It, I mean, again, think logically. It's not. It, it makes no sense. How is that? Well, because our our logic has been skewed. That's why the the thing is is that we have been led down an illogical path. It's not that people are stupid. But once yeah. you know, you, you, you have the option to research, you have the option to test it out. And I think that that is really where we are in this country right now on everything. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And you said one thing over here and then you changed quietly changed without any fanfare because what you said over here was a big fat lie. And I think when people see this, we still take a step back and say, can that really be happening? Can it be that everything was skewed towards money? So the advent of all of these different medicines, quote unquote, were made not for health purposes, but made because they made billions, if not trillions. medicine. Look into the history of medicine and how um, Rockefeller uh, pretty much um, designed naturopaths and homeopaths um, and the herbalists, put them out of business, created the AMA, created licensure. Um, created the Cancer Society. Yeah, created all that stuff. And because what are pharmaceuticals made of? Petroleum products. And what is uh, Rockefeller's fortune in? Petroleum products. So, you know, the Flexner report kind of skewed everything and set all that in motion. And, you know, and this is relatively recent. I mean, this is in the, you know, teens and 19 teens and 20s. So it's not. It's not that um, long ago. I mean, you know, Alpass were doing bloodletting and treating everything with mercury. Mercury is one of the most toxic elements on the planet. I mean, I know so, there was a time when they believed that you could drain somebody's blood of a toxin. That's how George Washington died. Is <laughs> it was killed because they drained too much blood out. Well, I think what's 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 terribly frightening to me is that when I look out at the landscape of what's happening with all of the corporate um, pharmaceutical takeover, right? And that's really what's happening when you've got all of these corporate companies taking over. And mm-hmm. even in our industry, we see people um, wanting to buy these companies and take over and totally change them. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're bringing, they're, they're looking at what's on the horizon, well, impossible meat. Take a look in your grocery store. I After I did the podcast the other day about impossible meat, and if you want to 
research more on that, you can go to childrenshealthdefense.org and they've got great information there on all things health, okay? But it's everywhere. The impossible meat is everywhere. And I really do believe that most people think just like what they did with COVID and wearing a mask and all that kind of stuff, that they are helping the environment. They are helping other people. And this is when you hear. And, and electric cars. And it's the it's so not the case. I mean, the opposite is actually true. All that makes it makes um, puts a bigger stress on the environment, a bigger stress on life on the planet, a bigger stress on it does, it's totally opposite of what they lead you to believe hundred percent. Just if, if you just look at that stuff again it's, and look at it from a 3000 foot view, look down at it instead of being like sucked into the sucked into the narrative and, and actually think about it and look at all the repercussions and what's actually going on. It's, it's totally inverted. Everything is inverted. It is. But again, if you don't have the information, right? So you're saying, think about it logically. People only can think about things from the information they have. So if you go into the vet and you don't know the questions to ask and the vet gives you let's talk about a traditional vet that's all on board with every vaccine, every uh, toxin there is every prescription diet. You don't know. You assume that these people are giving you all the information. We have to be helped. We have to be taught to look at things a different way, see new achievable possibilities, to snap out of it. That's what my book was all about. It's how to snap out of it, see things differently. And that's very difficult to do when you're in this sea of of uh, narrative right so it's the best thing for your dog we're going to keep all dogs healthy we're going to you know don't let them out into the wildlife least they get lepto and rabies and blah 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 and i'm like they're in your freaking you know condo 24 7 how are they going to get these things they're not lurking yeah. in the air well and you know then that turns into the whole rescue thing you know all these dogs that have behavior issues and why do they have behavior issues? Because they're hopped up on drugs and they're confined to, um, you know, they're not allowed to go out into the world and see what the world is like until their critical periods are passed. And then they don't know what to do with themselves and they don't know how to respond. They don't know how to, how to act. They don't know how to um, interact with other other animals, other dogs, other people. So you have these created behavior problems that stems a lot of times from, from that, you know, it's, it's a, it's like a vicious cycle that has so many um, repercussions that, that you don't think about. And, you know, so Brian, it's just a mess. It is a mess, but Brian <laughs> shot me this picture yesterday, or actually I was at the warehouse yesterday and Arcana, they yeah. have the marketing on their bag that says for rescue dogs. Okay. People people just assume that all rescue dogs have been abused or in an abusive situation, and that's just not true. Well, regardless whether they were abused or not, I said, look, the question is really, is your dog a wolf or a, a, a mountain lion? <laughs> not a rescue dog or a... Or yeah, it makes, anything makes, else. makes no sense. But... And, but uh, 
but but they but Neely, they didn't put that on their bag without doing a sphincter load of research. Marketing research. Yeah. Meaning that they know that there are this many people who are rescuing and therefore they're going to make a brand for that dog, just like what heels and, and, and a science diet does for every breed out there, little breed, small breed, um, you know, uh, yeah, and Royal Canin and, it, and all that it, other prescription nonsense. It's nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. And, you know, small companies like the raw companies that are out there, we, we do not have that kind of marketing budget. And, well, and we wouldn't lie to people anyway. What? We wouldn't lie to people like they do anyway. Oh, I thought you said we wouldn't want a lot of people anyway. I was like, huh? No, <laughs> we wouldn't lie. We wouldn't lie to people like that. I mean, I don't you know. Do you think they think it's lying or I think they think it is the way you do business. This is the way you make money. If you have to skew the truth, ah, so be it. I mean, come on, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't get into corporate think. I don't know how that works. You know, raw is coming on a lot stronger now than it ever has in the last, you know, 30 years, but it's still a tiny, tiny group. And then there's the attrition. So, you know, you put it, you put the dog on real food and take it off of the toxic crap that is kibble. And the body's like, Oh, thank you, Lord. Now I can get rid of all this trash that I've been collecting. And it starts shooting out all the, all of the toxins that has been storing. And so you go through your healing crisis and your, your detox symptoms and all that kind of stuff. And people freak out like, Oh my God, my dog has diarrhea. Oh my God. My dog has got uh, goopy ears. Oh my God. My dog has got goopy eyes. Oh my gosh. His hair is falling out. Well, yeah, it's all that toxic crap that's been stored up in his body for so long coming out and they can't stand to see that. So it's like, Oh my God, it's the raw food, which, you know, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. It's the raw that's allowing the body to detox, but it's not because the raw is bad for the dog. It's the other way around, but we must suppress these symptoms. We must, we must not let that happen. We must make this dog hold on to all this toxic crap. All right. everybody, <laughs> You can find Neely Piazza in our learning center under our experts section or under health consults. Just click that. Neely will get back with you. Uh, and she'll set up a time with you and then you can uh, be on your raw feeding journey. It's the best thing for your dog. I just have to say, if your dog is going to have a fighting chance out there and all the toxins, um, you got to get them on a species appropriate diet so that they can fend off uh, cancer. They can fend off heartworms and all of that kind of stuff. Um, please take a look into the medical history. I think that that will help open your eyes up and not make you so fearful about what your dog may need or not need, because that's really what's pushing this agenda is fear. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So get over to rawdogfoodandco.com today. Hit that I'm overwhelmed button if you need help with uh, putting a meal together and uh, work with Neely Piazza. She's in our health consults. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Niels? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That's right. See ya tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap.
Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.